there, there, there's something very critical for us to begin to understand. And it's critical that we understand it because it's necessary if we are going to have an effective walk in the kingdom. And it, 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 by way of analogy, it would be akin to baseball season showing up and we still have our football and helmet in our hands, okay? Uh, uh, thinking that the rules of the game have not changed or the rules of the season have not changed. And so we're still inclined to participate in the sport with a football helmet and a football when it is in fact time for a baseball bat and a glove. The kingdom of heaven is, is dynamic in that fashion. It changes, it shifts, it moves. And it's incumbent upon us to understand the rules of the season that we're in. Okay. And, and, and so that we can engage the season in the appropriate manner that mother and father are establishing. And that's critical. And that's important for us to begin to understand. So today we want to talk about what mother is unveiling and certainly unveiling to this apostolic voice concerning the kingdom of heaven. And, and again, let me take a, 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 a digress for just a moment and say this, that it's, it's, it's interesting that you begin to connect with an apostolic voice. It's imperative for you to begin to connect with an apostolic voice, not just with a pastoral voice or an evangelistic voice or even a prophetic voice, but it's necessary for you to begin to connect with an apostolic voice because it is the apostolic voice that is going to keep you connected to the season and to the mandates rather of the season in which we're in. It has always been and will continue to be the establishment of the kingdom. Think about this. The chief apostle that we have, our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, came and he began to say what? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Even John came as a sent one, as an apostolic voice saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it's imperative for us to understand that because it is the apostolic voice that begins to herald the mandates that the kingdom are requiring. So I simply said that to say and to encourage you along the lines that there are many voices out there and I'm not going to tell you which one and which one is not. I'm going to allow mother to within you and within the uh, uh, um, uh, workings of your intimacy with her to tell you which voice you ought to be listening to. But 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 it is the apostolic voice that will herald the mandates that the kingdom are operating under and you need to be intimately connected enough with an apostolic voice to, to, to maintain an understanding of where the kingdom is. Now, mother is the ultimate authority of that apostolic voice. Mother is. But mother uses that voice exclusively and particularly to begin to make known to the ecclesia the mandates of the kingdom in which we are are living, Amen. Well, well, I just wanted to take that bit of a of a, a, a digression to to address that. But let's keep going. So, kingdom characteristics. I'm going to read all ten that Mother has been 
dealing with me about, and then we'll come back and we'll begin to deal with them as time will allow. First of all, understand that we are born into the kingdom. We don't join the kingdom, okay? And we're not converted into the kingdom. We are born into the kingdom. Conversion and, and membership are, are, are completely uh, different than being born into, okay? We are born into our families. We don't join our families. We are born into our families. We don't convert into our families. We're born into our families. And the kingdom is the ultimate pattern of family. The kingdom is the ultimate pattern of family, okay? So we are born into the kingdom of heaven. Number two, the kingdom is within me. The kingdom is in me. It is within me. Number three, the kingdom cannot be taught. Listen to this closely. It cannot be taught. It must be experienced. I cannot teach you the kingdom. You must experience the kingdom. I can teach you family. You must experience the family. The kingdom, number four, the kingdom is looking, listen to me closely, is looking for the command of the heirs of the kingdom. The kingdom has a keen sense of ear and hearing, waiting for the heirs, the command of the heirs of the kingdom. The kingdom is waiting for us to take control. Number five, the kingdom is within us. Uh, excuse me. The kingdom within us changes the circumstances around us. The kingdom within us changes. It has authority over the circumstances around us. The kingdom within us has authority over the circumstances, death, hell, the grave, poverty, affliction, sickness, disease, sadness, the circumstances, confusion around us, the kingdom has authority. The kingdom within us changes those circumstances around us. Number six, the kingdom is governed by the word of God. The voice of God. I didn't say the Bible or I didn't say the scriptures. The kingdom is governed by the voice of God. Nothing else, no one else governs the kingdom, establishes the mandate. Apostles herald that mandate for their generation and for their season. The kingdom is governed by the voice of God. That is probably the most significant of what mother said to me. And therefore, we must always be in tune with the voice of God, okay? Number seven, Passover is the fellowship of the kingdom, of kingdom heirs. Passover is the fellowship, not church, not conferences, not midweek service. Passover is the pattern of fellowship where we come together and fellowship one with another, it is the Passover. Now I'm gonna deal with that one in, in, in some significant detail uh, uh, in, the, in the moments to, uh, well, uh, as we unfold this. Again, I won't get through all of these in any kind of detail today, but we will continue until we get through all of them. But I wanna repeat that number seven again. <clears throat> Passover is the fellowship of kingdom heirs. 
we come together in fellowship around the event of Passover. It's not just an annual event. It's not a ritualistic event. Event. It is an expression of fellowship of the heirs of the kingdom. Okay, number eight. The kingdom is dynamic and it is ever expanding. The kingdom is dynamic. It isn't static. It isn't a single monolithic entity. It is dynamic and it is ever uh, 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 expanding. Again, just, just by way of a, a little bit of uh, elaboration here, our, our human physiology, the universe, knowledge, always expands. Mathematics always ends. We have not exhausted and cannot exhaust the kingdom. The kingdom was never supposed to stop at the ascension of Yeshua. The kingdom was never supposed to stop at the uh, 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 passing on of the apostolic leaders of the first uh, century, Ecclesia. The kingdom was always supposed to be dynamic, awaiting the next word from God and awaiting the next voices in the earth to herald that word from God. Number nine, kingdom resources are inexhaustible. Kingdom resources are inexhaustible. You cannot exhaust the resources of the kingdom, knowledge, understanding. You cannot exhaust them, all right? You cannot exhaust the word of God, the resources of the kingdom, the authority and power that the kingdom affords us cannot be exhausted. The kingdom is not a zero sum experience, meaning that in order for me to have it, somebody has to lose it. That's a zero sum, meaning there is a limited quantity. Only so much is afforded to us. No, it is unlimited and infinite. And even if I took it all, there would be all left for someone else. That's what I mean when I say the kingdom resources are inexhaustible. There is no such thing as taking it all because there is more than all. If you can fathom that in your understanding, it is there is more than all. Okay. Lastly, before we roll back to the first one and begin to discuss that one, maturity is the expression of kingdom worship, maturity. I ran across a saying, and, and I'll say this and then we'll move on. I ran across a saying that went like this. I said to the almond tree, show me your God, and the almond tree blossomed. I said to the almond tree, show me your God, and the almond tree said, okay, and it began to blossom and, and bring forth the fruit of its life. That spoke to me volumes concerning true worship. Worship is not what we, well, let me not say it that way. Worship has become more than what we have allowed it to be. And the greatest expression of worship is your maturity, becoming all that God has purposed for your life. Becoming that, maturing into that. Amen? Okay. I want to talk about, I want to begin 
uh, with the remainder of uh, our time today and talk about the, the, these 10 kingdom characteristics that mother um, dropped in my spirit. And, and no, she didn't drop them all at one time. I, I, I spent some time with her and uh, it is, imp- and as I was doing that, she began to unveil these things. It started with a spark, or if you will, a, a, a flicker, and then she began to pour this into my spirit. And I want to share this with you. So kingdom characteristic number one that, that mother gave to me, and again, by no means am I saying that this is exhausted the characteristics of the kingdom. These are just 10 that, that mother uh, pressed upon my, my heart, and I want to share and elaborate on them. We are born into the kingdom. We are not converted into the kingdom, okay? And neither do we join the kingdom. We are born into the kingdom. So I, I want to say that, uh, I want to say that in, in, in respect to this phenomenon of how we have become accustomed to joining the fellowship of a church, joining Christianity, converting into Christianity or into Judaism, converting meaning that I've made that choice to convert. No, beloved, what you've made the choice to do, if there's a choice to be made, is to hear the voice of God, to hear the voice of Holy Spirit, and accepting that voice and allowing the work of that revelation to have its work in you, okay? The born-again experience is not an external experience. It is an internal experience. We are born into the kingdom. Except a man be born again, our Lord said, he cannot even see the kingdom. The kingdom is a work of mother and your heart, and mother, and your inner man, okay? Now, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. The work that mother has given, was given, uh, our, our, the work that mother is doing in our lives in terms of, of uh, the born-again experience, okay? In terms of the born-again experience, what mother is doing is that she is unveiling the kingdom and the true creative identity in us and the origin of our existence. That's what she does in the born again experience. She is unveiling the true identity, the origin of our eternal existence, and we embrace that understanding and the born again experience happens as a part of that phenomenon, okay? But no one can make that happen for you. No one can make that event happen for you. And, and so with that being said, I want to address our pastors that, that are in the audience and that may hear and listen to this. You cannot convert a soul into the kingdom. I don't care what you've read and, and, and because what you've read is tainted by what the understanding that you've been given about what you've read. I know it because I've experienced it and went through that myself. This is why you rarely, well, let me not say it that way. One of the things that I, I, I often effort to do, intentionally do, is simply give you what mother is giving me, not reading it from somewhere and so forth. I, I, I don't always achieve that goal, but that's my limitation. 
but my intent is to give you what mother is giving to me strictly from a sense of intimacy with her. She and I, uh, she can speak to me and that's what I endeavor to speak to you. So let me go back to the point that I was making. The intent of the kingdom of heaven, the born again experience is to unveil your true identity, okay? And the true origin of your eternal existence. And when we begin to understand that, we begin to embrace our born again uh, experience. Pastors cannot give someone that. A church organization cannot assure someone of that. A religion cannot make that a reality for someone. Only Holy Spirit, only mother can make that a reality for the person who is engaging with that experience. The born again experience is how we enter the kingdom, is how the kingdom begins to emerge from within me. The kingdom is there. It's, it's, it's akin to every individual that, <clears throat> that has ever come into uh, existence has been afforded the, the uh, internal aspect of the kingdom. The kingdom is within you. But it takes mother to bring the revelation of that thing into our reality. One of the things that uh, that the writers of scripture um, quoted was the account where Peter um, announced the reality of the Messiah. Who do men say that I am? Some said this, some said that, others said another. And then he changed the question, but who do you say that I am? And the scriptures record only Peter responding. Now, I don't know if that was the only way that happened, but that's what the scriptures record. And, uh, and Peter said this, thou art the Messiah. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. That's what he said. And Yeshua returned the response and said, Flesh and blood, no man, no understanding, no one can give that to you. Listen to me, pastors. Listen to me, teachers and elders and, and, and even apostles. You cannot give the born again experience to anyone. You cannot give the born again experience to anyone. You cannot make the kingdom real to anyone. That's mother's job. Our job is to herald the kingdom and mother's job is to take what we're saying if she chooses to and make that real to someone. But that's mother's job, not mine, not ours, not anyone's. That's mother's job. And I, and I say that because the, 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 the church in many instances has turned this thing into something that the pastor has authority over. Come down shake my hand, repeat what I'm saying to you, how I pronounce that you're born again. That, the, beloved, that pattern has played itself over and over and will play itself out even today. In, in churches across the globe, pastors have been made to believe somehow that you have the authority to, to, to usher people into just because they make a confession. You cannot 
cannot confess your way. Now, now I know, let, let me deal with that. You cannot confess your way into the kingdom. Nope, you're born again. And then now the confession results after the born again experience. You must be born into the kingdom. And when I am born again, there is, my confession is just an organic result. What I mean by organic, it's natural. It is the, it is the, the ensuing result of me being born again. And what I mean by that is, is that me jumping in a, in a pool of water, what will result out of all of the things that may result, what absolutely is certain to result is that I will get wet. What absolutely is certain to result from me being born again is that I'll confess the Lord as my savior. I'll confess Messiah as the sovereign savior and forgiver of my sin. That's what the born again process entails. But what the church and what religion and, and what uh, uh, um, unknowing leaders have done is that they turn the confession into the prerequisite of the born again experience. What I mean by that is, is that if you will just say what I tell you to say, then you will be born again. I don't have the authority and no one has the authority to make that declaration. You don't have the authority to tell someone that they are born again. They will begin to declare their born again experience. Okay. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But my father, which is in heaven, the born again experience, the born again experience is an experience that we must begin to recognize belongs to God and is intimate between me and God, me and Holy Spirit. That's, 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 that's the pattern of the kingdom. We are born into the kingdom. We do not join the kingdom. We're not converted into the kingdom. We are born into the kingdom and mother, the womb of creation, the womb of the kingdom is the only one that can usher you in. Father's word, mother's womb, boom. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty poetic. Catalina, you're going to have to put that one out on, on, on social media. Father's word, mother's womb, boom, born again. There we go. <laughs> But I know you get, I know you get that, that, that point because that is the way the born again experience takes place. Okay. I am born again. The kingdom, which is within me, begins to emerge. I want to say this too. I want to say this. Have you ever, have you ever put a seed in the ground, didn't, and the seed went dormant, and then all of a sudden a little water hits that ground, and that seed now, which was lying dormant in that ground, begins to emerge out of that ground? I believe, and I'm going to go out here and say this, that every individual born into this earth has the seed of the kingdom in them. But that seed can never emerge until the word 
if you will, or, or, or the nurturing of mother brings that seed forward. The watering of the word of God, the, 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 the watering of God's word in their lives begin to, to nurture and water that seed. And then the born again experience begins to emerge from within. But anyway, I digress. The kingdom is within us. It is within you. It is not an external encounter and experience. It is not an external experience. The kingdom is within me because that is where father, mother have taken and Yeshua have taken up their abode with us. Okay. Father and mother have taken their abode with taken up their abode with us. And that being from within me begins to manifest from uh, uh, on the outside outwardly. So let me say this. This entire approach of the kingdom, this entire approach that we've taken concerning the kingdom, where we go to church, we sit and listen, we fellowship, we draw close to individuals, not bad things. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that these are bad things in and of themselves, but where it falls apart is the expectation that has been created in us concerning those things. The expectation is that by doing those things, we somehow now have aged in kingdom uh, a living or in kingdom um understanding for lack of a better word I'm, I'm i'm a bit in terms of the words that to express what's really the sentiment of my heart at the moment but somehow we are made to believe that by doing these things that the kingdom begins to develop within me no the kingdom develops in you from your intimacy with god from the now word of God that God is releasing in this generation. Okay. And let me let you in on a little bit of a secret here. The kingdom of heaven does not work on what is written in the past. That is an indication of where the kingdom was when they were writing. Did you hear what I'm saying? The kingdom, because what they had at the moment that they were writing was the now word of God. Just as we today have the now word of God. And the reason I encouraged you concerning an apostolic voice in your life is because apostles have the authority. Apostles have the authority to establish and to overrule those things that came before them. Now, I'm not talking about apostles just willy-nilly, as the, as the word goes, willy-nilly making the decision to overrule this, overrule that. No, I'm saying apostles, by the authority of Holy Spirit, has the authority, is given the authority to establish the word of God today over and above the word of God that was given in generations past. 
Grab that. That is a nugget of the kingdom. I want to invite those of you that are that are listening, go over to our website at uh, rotruth.org, rotruth.org, and, and click on the link that says the apostolic. Read what mother gave to me concerning the apostolic. It will bless you. It will liberate you. And I know certainly it will encourage you to understand the fact that we have been liberated to hear the now word of God. I saw uh, uh, Pastor Saul McClinton um, make the comment about the now word of God. And that is, in fact, how we must live in this generation and in every generation, the now word of God. I want to I want to uh, reiterate uh, a, a story uh, from the scriptures that I've, I've reiterated, or I've shared on, on past occasions. It was when God wanted to meet the children of Israel or the Hebrews at the, at, 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 at the mountain. And he told Moses to tell them to wash and clean themselves off their shoes, uh, forbid any ox to come near the mountain and, and because God said, I want to meet with the people there. Okay. I want to meet with the people there. And it's imperative for us to understand that as God was meeting with the people at that moment, God was getting ready to establish the intimacy that he has always wanted. Even from the beginning with Adam, Adam walked in the cool, Adam walked with God, the, with the voice of God in the cool of the day. Okay. Adam had intimacy with God and God was wanting to establish that level of intimacy with the people, the Hebrews coming out of Egypt. Okay. At that time now, the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. And so when God began to speak, the people began to be afraid because they had become so accustomed to Moses talking to them and Moses interceding for them and Moses engaging with God on their behalf, that when God began to speak to them personally, they retracted, got afraid, and said, you, Moses, go talk to God, and then come back and tell us what God says, and we're going to obey it. That was not God's plan, and a great opportunity was missed by the children of Israel. And I believe generations suffered as a result of that, because they missed the intimate voice of God in their lives. The kingdom is within us. And as a result of the kingdom being within us, we have the glorious opportunity and privilege of hearing the personal word of God for our lives individually. This is why the writer of scripture says, uh, 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 you have no need that any man teach you. Because every man shall know me. Okay. And this is imperative and this is important for us. Um, what, what, what we need to begin to understand. So having said that, the kingdom being within us. Mother unveils the understanding of the kingdom. Mother unveils the realities of the kingdom, not outside, but they're quickened from within me. And then it begins to manifest in my walk, in my talk, in my attitude, in my behavior, in my actions. 
it, it, it manifests in every aspect of my life, holistically across the board in my life. I never stop being kingdom. I'm kingdom on my job, in my house, in my bed, in my intimate times with my wife. I am kingdom always. And this is the privilege of being born again and born into the kingdom. When I allow the kingdom to truly manifest from within me, when I allow the kingdom to truly manifest from within me, I began to show, I began to uh, um, experience a, a, a realm of God that is unique between me and God. This is where God begins to tell me things that is between me and God. See, Christianity has convinced that God is not going to tell you something that he's not telling someone else. Show me anywhere in the pattern of God that that is in fact reality. No, we've been made to believe that, but that is not the reality of the kingdom. Of course, God will tell me something that he didn't tell and is not telling someone else. That's God's prerogative with me. See, Christianity has made me afraid of that. And, and, in, and in so doing, have robbed me of my intimacy with God. The very essence of intimacy is privacy, is uniqueness. That's the very essence of intimacy. So God can speak to you because the kingdom is in me. God can speak to me things that he's not speaking to others. And I'm the one to bring it to others. Now I know this is, I was not the first and I, I'm not the, but this is a, this is a something of an example. When I began to hear the issue of mother being feminine uh, or <laughs> the Holy Spirit being feminine and Holy Spirit being our mother, and the womb of creation. When I began to hear that, I had not heard that elsewhere. Mother began to speak to me. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't out there. I'm saying what I had not heard. And when I began to hear that, the challenge for me was, was I going to shrink in the presence of that understanding or was I to expand because I had been given something way more expansive than anything that I had ever been given. What was I going to do with that? I chose to expand with that word that was being given to me. I chose to expand that word. And by doing so, mother began to be able, I put myself in a position for mother began to begin to say more to me and expose me to even more. When I came to the understanding of the expansive, we're going to talk about this in, in a little bit, uh, the expansiveness of the kingdom, the inexhaustibility of the kingdom, the ever expanding nature of the kingdom. When I began to come into that understanding, I then understood there was no limit to what I could understand if mother chose to give it and share it with me. I was simply responsible for putting myself in a position 
for her to say it. Pastor Milton Lewis has a saying that mother will flow into whatever vessel will receive her. I love that. I like that. Mother will flow into whatever vessel will receive her. And she will expand your vessel to receive more and more and more and more. And if you choose to reject it, mother, we'll just simply go to another vessel. I'm not trying to preach fear. I don't want you to get afraid. Mother recognizes where we are in our level. And, 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 and like a good mother, she wants to nurture us into greater positions and realms. And so she'll say something. You may reject it. And she'll revisit you again. Okay. But my point to that is being that the kingdom is within you. Mother can expand your vessel to receive more and more and more and more of the kingdom. We simply have to be willing recipients of that word and of that kingdom understanding. I know we're drawing a little bit uh, um, uh, close to, to closing, so let me go on. The kingdom cannot be taught. It must be experienced. Number three. So we went through number one, must be born into the kingdom. Number two, the kingdom is within you. And number three, the kingdom cannot be taught. It must be experienced. The kingdom must be experienced. And again, I, I, I want to beat up and I absolutely want to beat up on this idea that we have been fed about them, about uh, uh, a theology and about ecclesiastical hierarchy. You must be taught by someone else that came before you before you can understand what God is doing now. That is an absolute fallacy. I'm not saying that they can't share with me and encourage me in some of the things that they've experienced. But that's all it is. I cannot learn the kingdom from them. I must experience the kingdom personally. There is no vicarious engagement with the kingdom. It is a personal engagement with the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven being within me is personal between me and God. And I must experience the kingdom based on the voice and the encounter that I am having with God on a daily, eternal basis. That is the glory of the kingdom. No one can tell me what God is doing in me. No one can, can say that God is or isn't doing this in me. Let me say this. For those of you that may be a bit afraid, and, and again, I, I want to I call on Pastor, Pastor Milton Lewis to and some of the conversations that he and I have had over over many, many, many decades. Um, and 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 one of the things that you have to understand is, is that as a good mother, who would let their child venture into an area and be destroyed? Who? What mother? Name one, and I'll show you a trash of a mother. But not so with Holy Spirit. She will never let you venture into an area and be destroyed. She will usher you back out of that place. Even the animal kingdom recognizes this. How much more our eternal mother in heaven. I'm not afraid aware of, of, of exploring and going and allowing mother to say things or allowing 
uh, 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 my walk of faith to lead me wherever it may lead me. I'm not afraid of that. Because I know no matter where I go, mother will protect me. Mother will nurture me, cover me, abundantly protect me. And even when I am, if that, well, let me not say it like that. Maturity forbids uh, foolishness. Okay, so, so, so stop letting that cloud and intimidate your judgment, okay? And your desire to pursue and to explore and to journey into the kingdom, okay? Uh, uh, the kingdom cannot be taught. It must be experienced. You're going to have to go places. You're going to have to encounter things you've never encountered before. Uh, um, Nelson uh, Castile, um, young brother, powerful, profound in the things that, that God is, is sharing with him. Uh, and one day we're going to have Nelson on the program um, because I really appreciate the 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 work that he is doing in the kingdom um he and his fiance were visiting um the other day and um he shared an exercise with us and um it was the first time i'd ever encountered that level of that that type of exercise and um uh and 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 basically an ascension exercise now i would call it an exercise i'm gonna say an ascension experience where we literally allowed ourselves to ascend into the heaven that mother was nurturing and is nurturing in us. Ascending into that place where we were able to meet and to encounter at a level that I had never encountered before. But I understood one thing going into that. Wherever I ended up, mother wasn't going to allow me to be destroyed. Mother wasn't going to allow me to be deceived. When you begin to experience the kingdom, you're going to begin to explore areas that you've not before. If you are confined in the kingdom to the 66 uh, uh, epistles or letters or books of our canon, you are you are not experiencing the fullness that the kingdom has to offer. You've heard me say in the past, and I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate it here. You've heard me say in the past that um, to encourage you to put your Bibles down for a minute and begin to let mother speak to you, Holy Spirit, uh, Father speak to you, Yeshua encourage you, okay? I want to encourage you in that regard. I know you love to read. I know you love to, to hang on to what's written. I know you love to quote what's written. I know you love all of that. But the kingdom is well beyond just that. As a matter of fact, they wished that they could enjoy where we are in the kingdom. Just like I, listen, I said this and, and, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I said this some time ago and, uh, and I want to repeat it now. You know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting how that we oftentimes 
we, we want to say that we have it all together and, and we know God, but the minute God begins to talk to us and say things to us that are outside of our understanding of the Bible, then we begin to shrink, okay? We begin to get intimidated by those things that we're hearing and mother will just simply go off and come back and visit you later, okay? And I am here to tell you, embrace the journey. Embrace the journey. The kingdom cannot be taught. You cannot teach someone the kingdom. They must experience the kingdom for themselves. You can herald to them that the kingdom is upon us. The kingdom is within them. The kingdom is afforded to them. And these are the characteristics that kingdom that the kingdom offers you. But that's all I can do. I can't make you experience the kingdom. I can't make you experience those things that the kingdom uh, uh, is all about and is affording you. You have to walk into that yourself, okay? It, it's, it's, it's important for us to begin to recognize that. So give me just, a, give me just a, uh, uh, about another five minutes and, and I will, I will uh, bring this to a close. So we talked about the born again. We talked about the kingdom being within us. And now we've just finished up talking about you cannot be taught the kingdom. You must experience it for yourself. Too many of us are trying seminared and we're trying to be conferenced and we're trying to be pastored uh, through the kingdom. No, ma'am. No, sir. You cannot. You've got to walk this yourself and you've got to experience it for yourself, okay? There is no vicarious engagement with the kingdom. And what I mean by, by, by the term vicarious, I cannot experience the kingdom through your experiences. Yes, you can tell me about them, but, but th that doesn't become real to me until I begin to walk the kingdom. Last before we, we, we bring it to a close for today. The kingdom is looking for the command of the heirs of the kingdom. Now, I'm, I'm going to pick up here because I won't be able to finish this one today, but I'm going to pick up here next week. Um, but, but allow me just to begin. The command of the heirs, the kingdom is poised and waiting for that command. I'm reminded of, I'm reminded of an example of um, uh, computer science. Okay, all of us probably on this that, that are listening to this engage a computer, a phone, a smart device in, 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 in some way or, or another. And many times what happens is, is that we have to learn the language and the protocols of operating that device before that device will respond to us in a meaningful way. Okay. Yeah, I can make a command and I'll get garbage in return. I'm talking about using an analogy, just talking about a computer device. But once I understand the language that that device is looking for, I can begin to engage with that device where now I get substantive response from that device. You are not going to learn the language and the command of the kingdom 
until you learn the language and command of the kingdom. It is unique between you and the kingdom as it is unique between me and the kingdom. And I must take that time to understand what the kingdom is looking for from me. And when I understand that and to engage on that basis, the kingdom will begin to respond to me in a way that I cannot explain to you. I'm still pursuing that. I'm not trying to tell you that I've arrived. I'm trying to tell you that it is there. That is a characteristic of the kingdom. And it is incumbent upon each one of us to engage the kingdom on the me, uh, 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 from the command level that the kingdom is expecting of us. And the only place you're going to learn that is Holy Spirit, is mother, is father. It's the only place you're going to learn that. That intimate time that we talked about earlier, that's where this understanding is going to come from. And when you begin to command, and yes, I said command, I'm not talking about asking the kingdom and, 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 and begging the kingdom. I'm talking about commanding the kingdom by way of, a, by way of a, 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 the, the understanding. One of the things that Holy Spirit said really quickened in me was the account of the centurion. The centurion said to our Lord, I am a man in authority, having men under me. Okay. I say to them, go and they go, come and they come, do this and they do it. I know that all you have to do is speak the word and my servant will be healed. That's what the centurion told our Lord. Okay. And our Lord responded, Amazingly, what kind of faith is this? I hadn't seen this kind of faith. And so we have to understand that the command of the kingdom has been given to us. We simply need to learn to engage that commanding voice, word, sound. And when you do, beloved, you are going to begin to command such authority in your life across the board. Remember I said earlier, the kingdom is holistic. It, it, it is represented in every area of your life on your job. And the kingdom recognizes our, our earthly existence. The kingdom recognizes that, knows that I have a boss on my job. Someone that I'm accountable to. Okay. The kingdom recognizes that, but the kingdom also understands and recognizes that the authority that it affords me allows me not just to be a good employee, but also an employee that can grow and expand and uh, uh, be promoted. Think about Joseph, if I could use that as an example. The kingdom, if you will, was operating. Joseph connected into the by way of dreams and visions, became second in charge according to Pharaoh. But Joseph, being being in the, connected as he was by dreams and visions, allowed the kingdom to move in him as it was manifest in that season. We have to begin to understand we have to begin to understand that what God is doing in us, 
the kingdom looking for the command of the heirs is the reason the world is in the shape that it's in today because the heirs of the kingdom have not assumed their place. I said something earlier and I want to repeat it here. The generations of past years, past uh, centuries longed to see our generation. Okay. I can tell you that the things I've heard in the kingdom, the things I have heard mother say, I long to see that generation. I, I, mother said to me that when she was showing me what was to come for the generations ahead, she said to me, she said, son, you're going to taste the sweetness of it. You're going you're gonna to sample the sweetness of it, but they are going to be able to eat the fruit of it. And she gave me a vision. And it is a vision like, you know, someone cut a, 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 a piece of a sweet, juicy peach and they gave it to me and I was able to eat it, that one little piece and and, and it was so sweet in my mouth and so juicy. And I was able to really taste the essence of how sweet that peach was. But the generation coming behind us, uh, she said, behind me, she said, they're going to grab the whole peach and they're going to stick that thing in their mouth. They're going to bite down on that peach and the juice will just run down their cheeks. And, 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 and I just had the, the imagery of that. That's how profound this generation that is to come is going to engage with the mandates of the kingdom that are to come. Amen. I, I beloved, it. I, I truly hope that that you you've in, uh, and to grab the kingdom characteristics. I'm going to repeat them real quick uh, and, and won't elaborate because I want you to write them down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post them on our website, rotruth.org. I'm going to post these 10 uh, uh, kingdom characteristics. And uh, I would I would encourage you to take a visit and, uh, and 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 just write them down and begin to allow mother to speak to you concerning those things. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you all so much for joining in. Join us again next time as we continue to bring you truths of the kingdom from an apostolic perspective. Until then, be well and be blessed. We'll see you again next week.